We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Sarah, so John Harbaugh is bringing a familiar face back into the fold in Baltimore, and this coach's reported game role for 2024 has got some within Ravens Nation feeling a little bit puzzled. Yeah, that, that's to put it lightly, so we'll get into that. And meanwhile, newest Ravens defensive coordinator, Zach Orr, he outlined his vision for what he hopes his unit looks and acts like in 2024. And Bobby, to sum it up, it was violent execution okay but that wasn't all he had to say no wonder why he and roquan are best buds it makes complete (laughs) sense i'm bobby trossett alongside sarah ellison it is tuesday february 6th and this is your morning ravens update from inside the vault presented by our newest brand sponsor our friends at mantis sleep We're still well over a month until the new league year begins across the NFL, yet there's already free agency buzz. It's beginning, and one particular free agent running back is being projected to land in Baltimore. Plus, will pending free agents like Odell Beckham Jr., Jadavian Clowney, and Nelson Aguilar return to the Ravens? The Athletics' Jeff Zarebek offers his perspective. Yeah, we have all of that and more. So thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. All right, Bobby. So we got news from the NFL Network's Tom Palacero. He tweeted on Monday, the Ravens are expected to hire Jerry Rosberg in a role Here's the part that's got people puzzled in a role focused on game management. According to sources, Tom goes on to say Rosberg, who is 68 was Baltimore special teams coordinator from 2008 to 2018 before retiring. And he came out of retirement and served as the Denver Broncos interim head coach in 2022. So welcome back, Jerry Rosberg. He's in Baltimore. Bobby, your reaction. Well, I I can see why some are puzzled. You know, there's no doubt. Um, I thought that Mike Preston of the Baltimore Sun kind of summed it up with with this tweet on the second slide, which is, if the Ravens are hiring Jerry Rosberg for a game management role, what does head coach John Harbaugh actually do on game day? And so John himself will have to answer that. It'll probably come later today, I'm sure, when he and Zach Orr are expected to meet with the media for 
Zach's introductory press conference as the newest defensive coordinator in Baltimore. But and I'll and look, I, I I'm open to to hearing. I think this fan base wants answers when it comes to all things. John Harbaugh, I think there's a good percentage of this fan base that really believes, Sarah, that he has maxed out. Uh, he has maxed out in Baltimore here in the Lamar era. We know that he is a Super Bowl champion. We know that he is the second longest tenured head coach in the league. But we also know that it hasn't been good enough in recent years in Lamar. And there's been a lot of factors that have led to that. They certainly took a step forward this year. They got to somewhere where they hadn't been previously uh, in the Lamar era. But to lose the way they did, I think that, that this sour taste in, in folks' mouth is, is valid. It's warranted. And at the end of the day, because they have had similar situational issues when it comes to whether it be game management, I'm not saying game management was a problem per se in the AFC title game, but it has been over the years, whether it's due to the clock, whether it's fourth down, whether it's different usage right under Harbs. And while he doesn't always necessarily have a direct hand in that, he is the head coach. And so ultimately, at the end of the day, this does fall under under him, right, as, as ultimately the CEO of this organization. So um, uh, I love Jerry. I think I got a lot of respect for him, obviously. Justin Tucker isn't discovered without Jerry, right? And he won a Super Bowl here in Baltimore and and spent well over a decade as a special teams coach, like like we heard. And, and he is he's revered. But still, there are questions as to why. Why now? And what will he ultimately be for John? And what's John going to be on game day? So all those questions hopefully will be answered later today. That was my initial reaction. What was yours? Yeah, well, first off, just to talk about Jerry. Jerry Rosberg's um, a fantastic coach. And he did do special teams forever with the Ravens. But he was also the assistant head coach in Baltimore. And when he retired... John Harbaugh, I remember talking about him and he was saying like, I'm losing. Um, uh, let me see if I have this quote here. It's not coming up for me. Here we go. He's the best associate head coach and best friend that a head coach can have. Harbaugh said of Rosberg without Jerry Rosberg here, there's no way we would have had the success that we've had. So um, I, I saw some wondering if this means that Eric DaCosta or Steve Bashotti made Harbaugh hire him. And I don't think so. I think Jerry Rosberg is actually part of the Harbaugh tree. You know what I mean? I think this is a move yeah. by John and not a move forced upon John. Um, it, it, he, he just, he has a calming presence. And so I was looking up um, what a game management coach does and all I could really look back in in terms of Rosberg doing it is the whole reason why he came out of retirement was he he was helping Hackett with the Broncos. Now at yeah, the Nathaniel. time, Hackett, what's that? Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, right? Yep, yep. Thank you. And so at the time, Hackett and the Broncos just like were not getting play calls in time and yada yada yada. But Hackett was actually play calling the plays, right? And so. Yeah. Rosberg was there to help him and, and Hackett said he helped him know when to go forward on fourth down and like helped kind of things just run more smoothly and, and, and streamline things. So, so I think just having him, whatever role that is, isn't a bad thing for the Baltimore Ravens. He's, he's experienced. He knows what he's doing. He brings a calming presence. I don't know if you've ever been around him. He has a very calming presence. When I worked at the Ravens and 
our windows would overlook the fields, all the practice fields in the back. And it wasn't uncommon to look out the back and Jerry Rossberg was there for like the sun going down and kind of like <laughs> saying a prayer, just saying a prayer yeah. and like meditating. You know what I mean? He just is like yeah. this very calming, respected presence. So him in and of itself coming to Baltimore, fantastic move. What he's, what, so the question for fans is what is John doing? What is John executing on game days? Because he already delegates right? The defensive play, and call, call, play calling. He delegates the offensive play calling. Um, now, so is Rosberg like uh, working on challenges? Does he work on analytics? Does he, do you know what I mean? Just all these things. And is he really just yes. an assistant head coach again? Because Weaver just left that. So we right. don't have the answers. The Ravens haven't announced it. This is just Tom Palacero's report. So my guess is later today, Zach Orr will be introduced to the media. John Harbaugh will be there. After they get their questions in about Zach Orr, they'll ask specifically John what Rosberg's game day duties are and what well, I hope they ask also, what does that mean for you, John? Right. And hey, to your point, hopefully this is a good thing. Right? Hopefully this is a good right. thing because there have been gripes about John's decision-making in, in pivotal yeah. moments when it comes to clock management or game management or challenge execution Right, all three of those things were put or to the test that time. Could he nudge and say, intervene and say, "Can you run more?" You know, stuff, stuff like that. Absolutely, so, absolutely. And and this guy's just just the man for the job to to bring that stability. So hopefully, if anything, it at the very least, it won't make some of those questions that we had to build episodes around this past season. Right, there wasn't a lot to critique this year. But there were a couple things that I just mentioned, too. You think about the Indy game, right? The Indianapolis mm -hmm. game when it came to clock management, game management down the stretch. And so there were other times as well where you're just like, man, maybe he could have used that calming presence there. And so hopefully this is a positive thing moving forward for John Harbaugh and company. But we'll learn more. Jerry Rosberg, soon to be back with Baltimore at 68 after getting his – he got a shot, right? Before Sean Payton came over and took over for in, in Denver – and, and they mm -hmm. parted ways with Nathaniel Hackett in season in 2022. He got a shot to be the interim head coach, and he was extremely – I remember watching a press conference. They they absolutely adored this guy because yeah, he, he's they the best of the best. Him. And he mm -hmm. appreciated, right? He full, genuinely appreciated the opportunity that he got at this point in his career. So he's going to be back in Baltimore, and hopefully the Ravens will be better for it. More on that, of course, I'm sure, uh, throughout the week. So Zach Orr as we mentioned, is going to have his introductory press conference. The lounge guys had a chance to catch up with him, Sarah, and he talked a little bit about what his vision is, the way he wants a Zach Orr-led defense to look, to act, to sound, to function. And I'll tell you what, you listen to this guy, and, and for those of you who have been around, you understand the way he's talking right now is the way he played, is the way he's going to coach, and ultimately, hopefully, is the character that's going to be taken on by his defense. First thing first is we're going to play with maximum effort. We're going to play hard. We're going to play physical, violent. Mm. All right? We're hitting anything that moves. Mm. We're going to hit you first and ask questions later. All right? We're going to start there. All right? We're going we're gonna, to um, execute, you know, be on the same page, communication, alignment, assignment, 
technique with our fundamentals so you're gonna see a group that's gonna play together so just uh really kind of sum it up i would say violent execution you know what i mean like i said everything we're gonna do is gonna is gonna be violent out there we're gonna we're gonna run to the ball we're gonna hit everything that moves but the execution part you know the communication uh the disguises everybody on the same page you know organized chaos lying to the offense so i think that's just generally speaking no matter how we move those chess pieces and get to that that's what we. That's what I feel like we're gonna go. We're gonna see. It sounds like Baltimore Ravens football. Exactly. Violent execution, huh? <laughs> that's a heck of a conversation right there, courtesy of the lounge. Ryan and Garrett had a chance to catch up with Zach Orr. We will react to that in just a second. But first, as we mentioned at the top, this episode is brought to you by our newest brand sponsor, our friends at Mant to Sleep, and this is the ideal sleep mask, Sarah. Since I've been rocking this thing for the last year or so. My sleep has been next level. Uh, you got true 100% blackout for a deeper sleep given the, the, the shape of this mask. C-shaped eye cups give you unbeatable side sleep comfort if you'd like to sleep on your side. You can do it on your stomach and back as well. Uh, there's zero pressure on your eyelids or lashes, advanced materials and ventilation for unmatched breathability. And here it is right here. I mean, it's... It's, it's easily adjustable. You're, you throw that thing on, and I've literally gotten to the point where I don't want to sleep without it. It's coming to Vegas with me tomorrow. I'll probably take a nap on the plane ride over. Your <laughs> product's coming in, I believe. It's here. Has it been delivered? It's here. Okay. Yes. Right, well, I want to see that sleep mask on you next time because this <laughs> thing has been a godsend for me. And the good news is for you, the Vault subscriber out there, if you use our discount code VAULT10, that's V-A-U-L-T-1-0. You'll get 10% off your next purchase. You can get started today by clicking on the link that we have included at the top of the show notes below. So violent execution. Uh, we've had a chance to catch up with Roquan, get to know him personally, obviously. There's been some clips of him and Zach and PQ and just that inside linebacker room being as, as dog-like as they are. You can kind of see how this all starts to match up, right? <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind that Zach Orr embodies – what it means to play like a Ravens defender. Oh, when he talks about violence, you can't help but think about Roquan Smith. When he, uh, when he talks about organized chaos, that sounds like another Baltimore term. Disguises, that sounds like a McDonald term, which is what he used. And I really like that he also put a, an emphasis on communication and playing together. Because we've seen what happens when there's communication bus on defense and nothing good comes from it. So, he 1,000% embodies the persona, everything about playing like a Raven. And so for him to teach that, he will be able to do that day to day. The only question, it's not even like a, it's not even like a doubting question. It's just one that literally hasn't been answered. It's like, it, how is he going to be in the game? You know, how, yeah, like, will he be place. able to, yeah, will he push the right buttons at the right time? That's the only thing we don't know because we've never seen him do it before. I don't doubt him. It's just that the question has been answered, but my goodness, everything else. I mean, he is a Baltimore Ravens defender. He knows what it's all about. Oh, yeah. And remember a couple other notes here that Ryan transcribed. Uh, Zach said that Mike wanted Mike McDonald wanted to take him, him to Seattle, which we knew. Uh, but when John Harbaugh offered Zach the Ravens job at, at defensive coordinator, he accepted it on the Ooh. spot. And he was quoted for saying, Mike knew it was going to be dang near impossible for me to leave this place. I bleed purple and black. He also said the Packers called him on Monday to interview for their defensive coordinator job about 12 hours after the AFC title loss. Quote, it was a whirlwind 
from Monday to Wednesday. Now you see it, right? Going back yeah. to what we said last week, you have to move on. When you are in the league, when this is your job, when this is your livelihood, I'm not, I'm not discounting what it feels like to be a Ravens fan over the last week or so, right? Certainly not. But w- when this is your job, there's, there's, it doesn't, you don't wait for anybody, right? The, the NFL doesn't wait for anybody. And so whether you're coping, <laughs> whether you're trying to tr- transition, whatever it is, uh, he had to move on quickly. And uh, he was able to do that. And now here he is, second youngest DC in the league. Accepted it on the spot. That's what that's didn't even have to mull it over, right? Certain all these organizations from Seattle to Green Bay to Baltimore, all solid, solid uh franchises, but it doesn't hurt when you have somebody, you know, that just loves the organization, like literally loves it, accepted it on the spot. I like to hear that, Zach. And I, I just love his mentality too, because as we talked about last week when we were profiling him to sort of remind folks, not not that he needed any introduction, Zach. But his career was cut short due to significant injuries, right? And so I think his faith is something that came across in the interview. He's like, look, don't ask, don't ask God why. Like, ask him what's next. And that's all he's ever done since since his playing days were taken away from him. He's asked himself, he's asked God, he's asked those around him what's next, and and put his foot on the gas pedal. And here he is, like rising the ranks quickly. And who knows? Maybe he's a, a future head coach. Maybe it's in Baltimore. You never know. So uh, I love the the comeback story. It is. It's almost like a comeback. Yeah. He yeah. Comeback thing, but the next best thing in in terms of what he, the way he views what his ultimate ambitions are. That's what he's chasing. So I think we can both get behind. Love that. that. I need to go listen to the whole interview because you just made me want to listen. Where he where you said he asked God why and instead of asking why it's what's next. I usually ask instead of why. Give me the strength and courage and knowledge. Never why. Just help me be strong enough to do it. You know? Absolutely. Okay. PFF put together, and you know, it's this time of year. It's a little, well, first of all, we're we're well over a month away from the start of the new league year beginning. So let's just be clear. But I wanted to bring this up because of all the smoke that really had a lot of validity to it based on reports that we've read prior to the trade deadline, November 1st, last fall between the Derrick Henry and the Ravens. So PFF recently put together the best landing spots for free agents. And of course, Derrick Henry is named on this list to Baltimore. So I just thought it'd be fun to have the exercise of what they had to say, what it might take to get him in Baltimore projection-wise, and just have a conversation about the running back room in general. So PFF kind of went on and said the obvious, right? They were believed to be a top suitor of Henry's. The Ravens were at this year's trade deadline, meaning last fall, and he now comes available without them needing to give up any draft capital, which remember if it happened last year, kind of would have been a half season rental in a sense. Then they would have had to re-sign them at the end of the season unless they just, you know, extended it right then and there. Uh, the zone read with Lamar and Derek would be absolutely diabolical for defenses to stop. And Henry could push for a ring on the back nine of his career. He just turned 30 uh, last month, much like Odell Beckham Jr. did with Baltimore this past season. So I went over to spot track just to see what it would take, what he's projected at value-wise at this point in his career. He's got a lot, obviously, he's seven years in the league, got a lot of NFL miles on his tires. But at the same time, the numbers tell you that he's still got it. Can he be the bell cow that he once was? No. Well, maybe not. But the best part is he doesn't doesn't need to be if he comes to Baltimore because you already have your home run hitter and Keaton Mitchell under contract. Justice Hill, who's been reliable and trustworthy, 
in recent years, has one more year left on his deal. Dobbins and Edwards, we'll see what they end up looking like. They're both set to hit the free agent market. But Derek right now at age 30, Sarah, is set to have a projected annual salary value of $4.3 million, just north of that according to Spot Track. Uh, that would rank him 446th in, in the NFL, 21st, which is what we care about at running back in terms of the overall market value. So just thought it'd be interesting, just based on the story that it was last fall, what's your initial thought? Would you rather go through the draft um, and and kind of replenish with some fresh legs their running back room, or do you want a guy who's proven, experienced, and that they clearly were interested not too long ago? First of all, uh, I'll just say this on spot track. Uh, I do enjoy their website, but I, I've looked at these calculated market values in the past. They're not typically <laughs> uh, not typically right on. So that's the first thing. I don't, I don't know about the 4.3 million. Uh, so f- first things first, yes, I want to get young and fresh at the running back position. That would be the first priority. That being said, having a veteran presence is always a, nece- a necessity at each position. And so if Derek Henry is that experienced back, uh, with some of his um, background. So, so what do we got here? So he ran for 1167 in 2023. So that's, uh, that's some good numbers. That's some good numbers. Like you say, he wouldn't have to be in every down back. But to me, it's a conversation of after the Ravens have been to the draft. That's to me when you start talking about these more veteran guys. We're talking about later waves of free agency. Uh, but I do, I do still think based off of so many different interviews that we've heard that I do think the Ravens were targeting Derrick Henry before the trade deadline. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but based off of so many different players talking and so many different reports, uh, I do think the Ravens were targeting him. So wouldn't be a surprise if they targeted him again. I just, I think the focus needs to be uh, get somebody young and fresh and fast and then come up in the back end with with the veteran guy and then you do have justice hill there um but he's also a complimentary back more than like a featured back so you you have to find a featured back and then having keaton coming back from injury and then say a derrick henry and a justice hill that's that's i like that running back room but i just want to wait until after we know who the featured back is going to be no doubt and again super early to have this conversation right but i think just based on some of the 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 dialogue surrounding Derek and the previous interest that you, we've both noted felt like it was a decent conversation to have. 3.32 yards after contact per attempt were numbers that Derek Henry posted in 2023. That's explosive. That is, you know, I'm going to run you over. Just ask Earl Thomas about that a few years ago. Maybe he's not what he once was in that game, the 2019 season uh, when they met in January. And ultimately the Ravens had no answer for him, uh, but he still got it. And then just so just so you guys know, too, there, there, there would have to be, if that's the value that he's commanding, uh, Baltimore, according to over the cap, Baltimore is expected to have roughly $7.3 million in cap space. That's 20th most in the NFL. So clearly there would up, have to be. They'll open up some stuff yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There'd have to be some restructures. There'd have to be some maneuvering around there. But that's currently the way things look. Uh, what is Jeff taking a look at in terms of current Ravens, at least current until, until the new league year begins when they'll set free agency. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, so Jeff Strebeck of The Athletic, he um, put together just kind of a paragraph for each one of the Ravens um, free agents. And I had pulled just three that I thought was interesting. He didn't seem to like go too hard one way or the other for a few, but I, I wasn't going to talk about JK, but because we were just talking about running backs, uh, he, he said um, that JK is likely going to have to accept a one year prove it deal this off season. There hasn't been much good to happen to Dobbins in Baltimore over the past three years. So you could hardly blame him if he wants to try his luck elsewhere. That does stink for him. I'm sure he wishes he was like ready to go cash in right now. Right. Oof. Cause that's what he was going to be when you drafted him. And now he, and now he's going to have to do a one year prove it deal. I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough reality that I'm sure he's living with right now. So there's that. And then just real quick, since we're talking about running backs, um, Gus Edwards, he said, uh, the free agent market can be an unforgiving place for running backs. Edwards is still a solid complimentary back. So he should find a home, whether that's in Baltimore or elsewhere. Gus, I'd put it like a 50, 50 kind of guy. You know what I mean? He could be back. He could be gone. Um, and and whereas JK, I'd lean more towards that he's not going to be back. But um, uh, did you have anything you want to say about that? No. Nope. Okay. All right. So the other ones that I thought were interesting because we've talked about it, um, guys that are closer to the like, could they return? Uh, Nelson Aguilar, Jeff said, um, you know that he he's doesn't have jumped off the page numbers, right? Thirty five catches for three hundred eighty one yards and four touchdowns. Uh, but the but he says the Ravens were certainly glad to have him. Uh, he said the Ravens have several offseason decisions to make at wide receiver position. It wouldn't at all be surprising if they worked to bring the thirty year old back. So that's music to my ears because I'd like to see him back. But again, as a number three or a number four, OBJ. Jeff says uh, if he's back, it would probably be on a much smaller deal. You could hardly blame Beckham, though, if he was looking to join an offense where he'd get more than 4.6 targets per game. It's true. We just didn't really see a lot of them. No. No. All right. He was banged no. up a little bit in the beginning, but, but yeah, down no, the stretch. No, even in the AFC Championship game, it wasn't until the fourth quarter that we really started yeah. seeing him, even featured, you know, which For is the sure. whole point of getting him was A, to get Lamar, and B, to help in the playoffs. Yeah. And, uh, but the good news is, is that they didn't have to lean on as on him as much because they they broke out. So yes, uh, the last one that I'll read about is Clowney. Um, said Baltimore proved to be the perfect fit for Clowney, who was looking to resurrect his career. He said he he'd love to return, 
But he certainly earned a far bigger payday than what he got this past season. I mean, it was one of the bargains of the year right there. He had a career year. He had he a and career Kyle year. Vannoy both. <laughs> yes. He had a career year, and I, uh, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure he only earned between 3 and $4 million, which is like nothing for a guy that you're basically you're basically getting a double-digit sack number from. Counting so, on. Counting on yeah. at times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it says, in past off seasons, the Ravens have avoided spending big bucks on the outside linebacker position. So we'll see if Clowney, maybe, I'm sure Clowney's going to want to see what he can get all around. But uh, that one, well, that one I would put in the 50-50 category also. OBJ, more like gone. Nelson, I give it a solid chance to come back. So anyway, that yeah. was just uh, about four or five that I that I read about. But there's like a, he, he wrote about 15. So go check Jeff out on The Athletic. Yeah, yeah, I don't see OBJ being back. We'll, we'll do our whole. Yeah, we'll do we're our. Gonna own. Do, we're going to do yeah. a solid episode coming up in the next coming, you know, before free agency kicks off about predictions, and whatnot, and and yeah. jump dump guys into certain categories. But, but to me, it'd be more, be more beneficial, and probably team friendly too, because OBJ probably can still get paid from somebody. Like I bet yeah. you, I bet you, you never know, you never know. He might, he might. The numbers don't necessarily warrant it 15 million guaranteed again but no yeah not that but to me nelly man he not that obj wasn't a good piece to the locker room but nelly just brought a certain type of cultural piece that helped and and he had some big catches 35 is not a lot but he had some big catches in there i could think about a few that come to mind like they were like in um big moments I would say yeah. like in big moments, it was like out of nowhere, Nelly showed up, you know, it was yeah. like, oh, okay, nice. Like converted first down, you know, four touchdowns, just like, just like out of nowhere, he'd show up and it's like, all right, I like that. I like that a lot. And yeah. he just seems to have chemistry with Lamar. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons why you'd want to bring him back. Yep. A depth piece next year. Yep. You know, you got, you got Zay, you're going to have Mark Andrews. You're going to have Isaiah likely. Um, you're going to have Rashad, right? All four playmakers right there. You know, if OBJ is gone, take him out of the equation. Take Duvernay potentially out of the equation, assuming that maybe they'll use you know Tylen or or Keaton for some of his duties in terms of the the, the return specialist stuff that he would do. Which, by the way, he grew into an All Pro. So I'm not I don't mean to like dismiss Devin Duvernay, but he is one of the. the but he was free he was expensive. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, so then you bring Nelly potentially back in, and then you draft a big body true X at some point. Now you're talking, you know, now you're talking about some serious depth. So anyway, let's continue on with quick hits and we'll begin with something that RG three recently said on his podcast, Calvin Johnson, former NFL wide receiver joined him and they were talking about the rest versus rust debate that at this point is probably pretty old news, but I happened to be watching it and I was like, I should probably post this. So anyway, here's RG three. Remember, What's what's relevant about this is that he played for he subbed in for Lamar four years ago when they were in the exact same position after the 2019 season that resulted in the bye week and during the regular season finale that rainy day against Pittsburgh RG three was QB one when Lamar rested in prep for the divisional round against the Titans. Here's RG three. Those two games against the Niners and the Dolphins uh, near the end of the year. Yeah, were yeah. phenomenal. They were clicking on all cylinders. And I sat here and I mm. said they should not sit the starters in the last week of the season. And, and the mm. reason was you want to keep them in rhythm. Play them for a half, a quarter, I don't yeah. know. 
But yeah, then they yeah. sit they sit down for twenty days, Calvin, and and they go out against the Texans and they win the game, but they were they were flat in that first half. What? And they were yeah. they weren't on. And then they go to the mm-hmm. AFC championship game against the the vaunted Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They were off. Right? Like Lamar makes that spectacular play, but that's the only touchdown that they score. I'm still a believer that the guys should play. I know you don't want to risk injury, but I've been around Lamar Jackson and this team. They're all vibes. It's all about, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he's got a beautiful yeah. mind, yeah. man. I'm telling you, Calvin, in practice, mm-hmm. you'd be like, I don't know. But in the game, ooh, that brother is something special now. <laughs> so for those who've been following the show closely, you know that I was at least, I don't know if I was riding the wave, but I was at least trying to play devil's advocate leading up to the bye week and, and talking about some of the rhythm and the flow and things of that nature, right? And we we talked about it, we debated about it and, and things. and then. Now I look back at it and I'm like, I, I really don't think that that was a factor in what led to the exit, the playoff exit. Uh, these are two former players. We're not. We, have, we never played it down in the NFL. Should, should make that clear. Uh, but to me, this was more about self-inflicted types of um, inefficiencies that ultimately led to, to them not having a, a good first half against Houston, making the necessary adjustments at halftime, coming out and dominating them, having an answer for the blitz. And then obviously we've talked about it at nauseum what what went wrong against Kansas City and that was you know turnovers that was a lack of game plan and a bunch of other stuff in between so uh, I'm sure that you are probably in agreement here. I love RG three, but he would have to make that one make sense for me. Like if he <laughs> argued that like there was rust like in the first half of the Texans that then that would make sense. But the Ravens, Lamar Jackson finished with two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. The offense had 352 yards. Uh, they scored 34 points. <laughs> like, so, and if his argument is like, I think that they should have at least played him a quarter. Well, if you felt like a quarter was going to help, why don't you think a full game where you scored 34 points puts, puts the rust argument away? That one I definitely don't get from RG3. I actually don't either, crazy enough. <laughs> a month ago, I would have been like, oh, RG3 might be onto something here. But yeah. <laughs> Don't don't quite see that. Okay, what what do you got here? Quinn and Williams messing around with, with Justin Tucker oh, yeah, or Jermaine Johnson is, or what's going on here? This was hilarious. So uh, this is courtesy of the New York Jets uh, productions team. Uh, we all know what happened between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Justin Tucker and fighting over territory, I guess, and tells Kelsey throwing his ball out of the way. So they're down at the Pro Bowl, right? And Justin Tucker comes through, walking through by the goal line, nonetheless. And so these two guys are just, uh, you know, having fun with the moment. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Watch out, watch out. Come over here, come over here. Yeah, I don't want to go viral for getting in your way. <laughs> hey, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. All right, so for viral. those are- yeah, so those that are on audio only, Quinnen Williams and Jermaine Johnson of the New York Jets are like pushing everybody back whenever when Justin walks by. It's like, nobody get in his way. We're not trying to go viral. None of that. So I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, goodness. We'll finish with, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that's like, it, it, that was how much many people had reached that these yeah. guys at the Pro Bowl are talking about it like that and having fun with it. So, yeah. Anyway, looking at the 2024 schedule, just because I had so much fun at the international circuit a year ago Sorry, in London. Bobby. 
It looks like, based on what we learned during Roger Goodell's press conference from the Super Bowl on Monday, is that, unfortunately, the Ravens will not have an international game in 2024. So the Eagles are going to be hosting a game in Brazil the Friday night of opening weekend. So you're going to have Thursday night football, Friday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football opening weekend. <laughs> Brazil NFL would have been fun. controls the narrative. I know, I know. <laughs> I know I'm really bumming about it, to be honest with you, because that was like my first having interned in the Rio Olympics in 2016. That That's like, I view that as such a bucket list item that was checked off and to go back would be nostalgic, but we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. Hey, you and I got to board a plane here soon. Yes, we so do. The next time, the next time everybody hears from us, we will be at Super Bowl 58 have a lot of plans for this upcoming week a lot of which is fluid but we hope that uh, you'll join us obviously we wish the team we were covering was there but we're going to do our best to track down as many ravens or people that are within the Ravens circles as we can uh, throughout the week leading up to super bowl 58 so be on the lookout for our coverage as always if you haven't already done so please consider subscribing to the vault both on youtube and in the audio only spaces wherever you get your podcasts special thanks to manta sleep Again, go use our discount code VAULT10 for 10% off your next sleep mask by visiting the show notes below. We got a link for you there. And yeah, for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Tuesday morning vault. We will see you in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm.